Hi, loves. Welcome back to Strip Down. I'm so excited for today's guest. I know you guys know I like pretty much always say that because I'm always excited about my guests or I wouldn't have them on. But today is just this amazing person who just has such a light about them. We connected on social media. I love everything they post and share. I have Alex Levy, who is an Oracle deck author, spiritual life coach, and teacher on intuition, leaving the world of musical theater for the mysterious world of intuition, healers, and spirituality. He has blended a system of his own. BuzzFeed featured Alex as one of seven male Oracle card readers, keeping Instagram woke as fuck. <laughs> he has also been featured in Kindred Spirit Magazine, Unity Online Radio, and his new podcast, The Spirit Guided Life. Alex's goal is to encourage empath spiritual rebels, seekers, and light workers to step into their power of wholeness and ultimate potential. Alex, welcome to Strip Down. Allie, I'm so happy to be here. I love your work and your podcast, and I'm, I'm really an honor to, to be a part of it. Oh, thank you. Well, I told you when I messaged you on Instagram, like, I was just immediately drawn to you. I was drawn to everything you're sharing, the light that you've been bringing, especially during these heavy, dark times. I just felt like, oh my gosh, I really wanted to have you on my show and selfishly to get to further connect with you and really hear <laughs> like all about you and how you got into this and like share your perspective, what's going on now. So I just want to like get right down to it. So I want to ask you before we get into like what's happening now, how did you decide to get into this? Because you were in the world of musical theater and everything. And so how did you like make the transition and what did it for you to leave that work to come into what you are now? Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it actually was a really smooth uh, transition, even though it seems like it's totally two separate worlds. Um, you know, I grew up doing theater from the age of six on, uh, and it was pretty competitive. You know, I was in children's theater. I went to performing arts high school. I went to a, a conservatory type college program. Uh, and I loved it. And it was kind of my world. And then all of a sudden, it was just as if, like, my passion just kind of faded away. Um, and I kind of had some ups and downs after that. I floundered for a couple of years between, like, different jobs. And, you know, I went back to school and I, I left again. Um, but it was like all the while, like while, while I was kind of switching and figuring out what I wanted to do, I kept coming back to the world of spirituality and, and mystical stuff because I always had an interest in that. Even going back as a little kid, I remember I was always fascinated with all things that had to do with like angels uh, and in prayer and and different traditions. And I was actually really lucky that I, I come from a, my family was always really supportive. And, um, and especially with my intuition, I was always a really highly intuitive and sensitive kid. And I remember probably being around four to five, and I would see what I would call shadow people. Um, and now that I'm older, I know I was seeing spirit. Um, but I, I'm fortunate that my my family never really kind of pushed that voice down, which I know happens to a lot of intuitives and a lot of people who, who don't go into this line of work but are just naturally intuitive so I feel like this intuition was fostered through my family and also through the the theater acting world which is all very much 
about creativity and you know, tapping into that left-right brain connection. So yeah, it's definitely started at a young age. And I remember I was 13, I was teaching myself how to read tarot cards and I would, you know, go to the bookstore and look at like books on like how to read your aura and, and stuff like that. And always kind of dabbling in and out of it. But it really took me until I kind of left theater. I started doing hair um, and I kept coming back to some, like something's missing. And I finally made the decision to, you know what, this is kind of what I've always been interested in all along. I'm going to just take some classes and see, you know, see how I feel. And after that, it was just like, oh, like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And all, it was like all the puzzle pieces started to fit together. That's amazing. And did you feel like when you started to align, like everything just kind of connected and flowed? Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it, it really truly did align. And, and, you know, I think that's something I try and, you know, share with people I work with that you don't have to try so hard to manifest when you are in alignment, because when you are just in that space of alignment, that's when things just kind of just happen. Like opportunities will present themselves to you. Things are just kind of easier. You're just in that like flow space and things just kind of happen. And that's really certainly what happened to me. I mean, I would have never imagined, you know, pretty early on in my work with this, that, you know, you know, three, four years in, I would have an Oracle deck out and, I mean, that was just never in my, in my uh, frame of reference. I, I didn't think that was possible. But all these things, they, they do, the synchronicities and signs, and they do happen when you are in that uh, place of alignment. That's amazing. Yeah, I completely agree with that because as I've, you know, come a mom and everything, like, I feel like I've tapped into more of my intuitive and that spiritual side of me, and I've noticed things have flowed more and I find things that align more and I'm not forcing things and I'm not chasing things and they kind of just flow. And it's so interesting because I think back to when I was styling and I was super, you know, in the public eye and running around and crazy and I was chasing everything, even though things were coming to me and I was getting amazing opportunities, I was constantly chasing like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And it's wild when I look at now, like fast forward, I feel like I've taken such a pause because I'm so focused on my girls and in a new role and I'm still working and doing all those things, but things are just flowing, like you said. And it's just like this consistent flow that I like never would have imagined would even exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great spot to be in. And I think we think it's harder to get there than it actually is. I think you're right about that. Like, can you speak to a little bit more of like, I love that you said it's not really that hard to manifest. It's kind of just like a matter of being there because I think there's so many, let's be real, especially since this is like the time where there are so many spiritual gurus and there's so Mm -hmm. much spirit everywhere, which obviously we know some is real, some's not, whatever. But like, you know, it's, it's interesting because it is such a time where there is so much of it and such an inundation. And it's like, how do you know, you know, obviously like what's like legit, what's not. But then besides that, it's like so many people will tell you like, oh, you know, you, you can manifest this and you can make this happen and you can make this happen for yourself. And I feel like a lot of people get discouraged. I've even been there myself where you're like, well, I'm trying and nothing's happening. You know, like, yeah. what am I doing yeah. wrong? Why is this so hard? So can you speak to like your, you know, your perspective on manifesting and why you say it really isn't that hard? Yeah. And I think you're right. It, it, people do get so discouraged because, you know, we've seen so many different 
points of view and different books. You know, that there was that famous book for a long time that was made into a documentary and movie. But I, I think it all comes down to it has to feel good. And if, you know, I call them spirit goals. You know, if, if you want something, you know, there, you can't just, it can't be a superficial thing. Well, it could be, but if it doesn't truly resonate on an emotional level, if you don't actually feel something from it, then you're not really going to achieve it. Or you may achieve it, but you get that thing, that thing might happen, but you're like, oh, well, that's it. Like, you know, nothing's really different. So I think also what happens when people focus so hard on manifesting things is there's something called the law of paradoxical intent. And what this really means is when you want something, but you're so laser focused and you want it so badly, what's actually happening from an energetic standpoint is there's this underlying emotion of desperation or neediness. And what that's actually doing is it's pushing away what it is you actually want even further. So it seems like you're going in this loop, like, I want this, I want this, and I'm not getting it. Because the underlying core of what you're really wanting, you're wanting it from a place of either desperation, fear, neediness. So when you can get to the underlying core belief of what it is that you really want, and how do you really feel about this issue or your, this thing or relationship? When you can kind of figure that out, you can either begin to say, yeah, you know, actually, I don't really want that. And I'm really kind of ready to let that idea or thought go. Or, you know, I'm going to change that and, and, and re-script that into something else. And that's when, when you can do that, it's so much more easier to then be like, huh, yeah, I don't know. I, it'll just, it just kind of flows from, from there. It's uh, so just check to see like what are your belief systems with your goals? Is it something that makes you feel good? Does it light you up? Do you feel emotional and, and like and uh, excited, happy? Do you feel light? Or does it kind of make you feel anxious or kind of stressed? And get to that core underlying belief. And when you do, then you can, like I said, you can rescript it, you can let it go. Um, and, and I think that will definitely help people manifest easier. I love that. I think it's such a great message too, because like you said, like, where is, where is it coming from? Like, is it a place where you really want things or is it like you said, like out of desperation, things like that. And I think we can all admit myself included that I've chased many things out of desperation or feeling yeah. like I needed it or to fit, feel a void. And even if I got it, it usually did nothing for me. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really, really true. And like such a, such a good point. So you would say like, if you were to take away tips from this about manifesting, it would be more like figure out what you're aligning with and then like put your heart into that and basically think about that and envision that. And that's how you're going to kind of come to whatever it is that you're trying to do. Right. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of great stuff that people have written about and talked about when it comes to goal setting. And a lot of people say, well, make it a smart goal, make it something measurable, actionable. Um, and, and I agree with that to an extent, but if it still doesn't feel good in a heart-centered space, then nothing really matters. So I think you've always kind of got to drop back into your heart and just really tune in on an emotional level. And that will tell you where you need to go with, with that goal and, and, and how you're going to get there with manifesting. So like for yourself, when you call them spirit goals, which I love, 
like if you were gonna like okay for your oracle cards was that a spirit spirit goal like is there something that you could share that you personally kind of had as your goal is something that you were manifesting and then you saw it come to fruition mm. so it's interesting because it it wasn't really at first um my oracle really came to me by a huge you know, psychic download. And what do I mean by that? It literally means I was a, literally like in that twilight state, just getting to sleep one night. And I just had all of these like huge kind of downloads going into my head. And I started seeing the cards. I saw the meanings of them. I saw what they looked like. And the message was so loud and clear, like get out of your bed and write this down. Um, and I did, I grabbed the journal and I think I wrote down eight cards that first night. And over the course of two weeks, the rest just kind of came to me. But I was never in a place like, well, how am I going to make this happen? Well, I, I was to an extent, like, because I didn't know what I was doing, but it wasn't like a fran frenetic type of thing. Um, I had no idea how I was going to find an illustrator. Um, and that just kind of happened synchronistically. Um, I met someone at a salon and we just started chatting and I heard she was an artist and um we didn't talk anything about spiritual stuff. And I, I messaged her on Facebook and I was like, this is going to sound really weird, but I thought you were so cool. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Oracle cards, but I'm creating a deck and would you want to collaborate? And, and she wrote back and she was like, oh my God, I love Oracle cards and I love angel cards and let's connect. And that's how I found my artist. Right. But I was not, yeah, isn't that awesome? It, it literally like was so random. Um, and to this day, she, her name's Nicole Cuts, and she's uh, an amazing artist based out of LA and we have awesome friendship. Um, so I wasn't so focused on the how and the outcome of how the pieces were going to fall into place. Uh, and it took three years, which is crazy, but, uh, it just happened. And I think when, when you can, when things like that when you're in that space of like, huh, like I, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to find an artist. You know, there's the funding, there's the publishing, all of that. Like, but I just trusted, there was this trust in me the whole time. Like I just knew it was going to work out, but I also knew like I had to be okay with the fact that if, if these cards happen and I sold not one deck or, you know, something awful went wrong, wrong with the manufacturing process and like nobody ever saw these cards, I still had to feel okay and happy with what I was doing and at peace with that. So I think it was kind of twofold. Like I was, I had the vision, I knew what I wanted, but I, I was just kind of trusting the whole process to, to unfold and it did. And then that's like all those synchronicities happened. I love that. And I also love, by the way, that you said it took three years because I think that yep. like, you know, you were like, oh, and it happened. You're like, oh, but it took three years. And I think it's like such a good reminder for anyone listening that is like, you know, working on a side hustle or really quit their job and working on a full-time dream or whatever it might be that like, it takes time. Most things yes. don't happen overnight. Cause people say to me all the time, oh my God, all the success you have, like, how do you mm -hmm. do this? How do that? And I'm like, first off, I'm still going and have long mm -hmm. to go. And second off, like it does not happen overnight. There is so much that goes into it. And I just appreciate that you are being so transparent about that because I think that that's just really important for people to hear, especially from someone that works, you know, in the spiritual side and everything that it's like, Hey, even for you, who's someone who actually gets like all these alignments and downloads and everything, you still have to put in the work and you, it yeah. still takes you time. 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and you have to, hey, you know, it's tough. We're, we're human. We live in this like kind of Insta world, right? We're so used to having everything on demand and Uber and, you know, all that. So it's, it, it's, it is an exercise in patience, but I think it really is about trust. And if you know what you want and you know what you're doing is right and it just feels good, you know, everything else will work its way out. I truly believe that. I love that. Well, I want to hear about your Oracle cards. Tell me, like you said, you said the artist. So like, how did you, you know, create them? What are they? Cause I haven't gotten my hands on them yet. Like explain to us, like if we were going to get, you know, your deck, like what we can expect and what it's all about. So I like to say that there's really no rules, especially when it comes to my Oracle. I, I think Oracle cards, not, not specifically just mine, but in general are an awesome tool for really anybody to use. Even if you're not into woo-woo or spiritual stuff, it's really just, I think, like a fast track way to connect with your higher self or your intuition, whatever you want to call it. It's just so easy. And I wanted my cards to, to be easy. Um, so I really felt, feel like, you know, Nicole and I's collaboration with her art and, you know, the cards, we had a really awesome relationship where some of the cards I would visualize and see in my head as what they were actually going to represent, um, you know, on paper. And some of them, I didn't, had no idea what they were going to look like. And, um, I, I really just kind of, what my vision was, you know, the, these cards are meant for people to really tap into their intuition with. So they are a 44 card deck. Um, there's the guidebook, which I almost didn't make because I don't want people to get kind of stuck to the idea of the, the meanings or interpretations that I kind of channeled. I want it truly to be open to everyone. But I also realize people like to have a frame of reference. They like to have, you know, wait, what does this mean if I don't understand it? But um, yeah, there, it's called the Spirit Guided Oracle. And they're available on my site or on Amazon. And um, it was just a really fun process to, to go through. And uh, um, they've been somehow, I, I, I get orders from all over the world. And it's so cool to see where, where they've landed. And people message me from all these countries. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe the cards are there. It's, it's, uh, it's been a great uh, journey. I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to check them out. I, I love Oracle cards and I love angel cards. I, I agree with you. It's like you just kind of let your body and mind take over when you're shuffling and you're thinking and you just kind of go with the flow. And it's a great way to like start your day or end your day or even just to take a pause if you're looking yeah. for an answer or a message. Like I've been pulling different ones from different friends of mine that have and um, my mother-in-law got me into them. She has some beautiful angel cards that I was pulling when I was with her. And I just, I just love them. I think they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really fun. And like you said, it's, you can even like pull a card and journal about it. You can meditate on it. Really yeah. how you use them is, is completely endless. There's endless. There's so many ways to, to utilize the card. No, I love, I love that. I think that's a great message too, because, you know, I think sometimes some people take things so literally and they think, oh, okay, it's just like pull a card and then this is the message and then that's it. And like mm-hmm. you just said, it's like, you can meditate on it. You can journal it. You can obviously come back to it later. Like sometimes I take pictures of certain ones that like resonate with me and save them in my phone. So I can go back to them and remember like what the messages were and what I was being told. And, you know, I think it's just so interesting how all that helps you kind of tap back into you as spirit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so, it's just so cool. So, okay. I want to know because I am more, <laughs> woo, 
I want to know, like you were saying, how you get like these psychic, like, you know, these downloads, these spiritual uh-huh. downloads, how, like, how, how do they like come to you? And like, I'm sure it's all so different, but like, could you give an example of just like when you've been sitting and you've gotten a download or like how that's been for you? And was it always like that for you? Because you said, since you were a young kid, you've like experienced things. Like, I want to hear that. Hmm. So as far as the downloads, I would say it's far and few between where they're actually so like kind of like massive, like when I was talking about the download with having the download for the oracles that it literally woke me out of bed. That I find is is not that common. Usually like when my intuition speaks to me and I find this also to be true when I work with people, um, but it's very subtle. Um, but yeah, there are times when I will get a, like a, like a huge kind of, uh, download but i want to like reassure people like that doesn't if, if that's never happened to you that is 100 percent okay and that doesn't mean you're not intuitive that doesn't mean you're not your intuition isn't flowing it was i think in that moment for me it was just like spirit's way of saying hey we're getting your attention because you've got to do this and and kind of like buckle up because you, you need to do something um so yeah like i said those do happen but not very common to that size. Um, but when I was a kid, you know, it was different. I, I was, it, it was a physical, but physically, uh, it wasn't like um, in my mind's eye, I was actually seeing spirit. Um, and that's why I called them the shadow people. Cause to me, they, they looked like uh, shadows. And I remember a couple years ago, I went to um, the Omega Institute in upstate New York. I'm not sure if you've ever been there. Um, I haven't. But- yeah, it's amazing. It's the, one of the greatest places. And I was taking a class and I remember somebody was talking about, oh, well, when I was a kid, I used to sh- see shadow people. And I was like, what? You too? And then like two other people were like, yeah, me too. Me too. I was like, oh my gosh, I found my people. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it wasn't just me. And then I remember calling my mom that night. I'm like, mom, remember when I used to see shadow people and I would end up in your you know, bedroom floor crying and you would say, get out of your room. And but so yeah, that, that definitely did happen. Um, and I don't see spirit as often like that. It's pretty rare, um, whether with my, uh, you know, with my eyes like that, but yes, yeah, so experiences like that have happened. And, uh, now when they happen, I really kind of take them in because it, it is so rare that they're that kind of visceral. Um, so I know there's a strong sign meaning with them, with them when I get it like that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I I love that. Well, and like when you were seeing stuff when you were young, do you feel like you always knew you had a gift or like how, um, I I guess I'm just curious, like Mm -hmm. how you would take it on. I mean, when you were a little kid, like you said, you run into your mom's room, but like, did you ever think that you were connected at a higher level or did you kind of discover that as you got older and found those people? There was always the feeling like I know like this was a little different and I know like nobody else in my family was kind of experiencing this. I, it definitely kind of felt alienated in a sense. You know, even like I was saying, like my, my family was encouraging in a way to an extent. Um, but I definitely felt like the black sheep. Um, and I, I still kind of do. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely felt like this is a little strange and um, maybe I shouldn't tell people about some things. Um, uh, but yeah, there's, there was definitely that feeling and it was definitely when I got older, I was like, oh, okay, this is what that was. And, um, 
and I would take classes and, and, you know, and workshops to kind of hone my skill set so that I wasn't just like seeing shadow people randomly. And, um, <laughs> but, but I do remember, you know, it's funny when, when we kind of like, um, when we deny something or ignore it, the spirit of the universe is going to keep getting our attention. And I remember I was already doing readings professionally, um, but it was just like standard intuitive readings. Um, but throughout my readings, I was always getting mediumship spirit coming through to give messages. And I was like, I don't know, like the person in the comfort spirit message, but I'm like, it's kind of weird. I didn't know what I was really, how to deliver it. And I was like, well, maybe I should do mediumship. Like, no. And I was like, going back and forth. Should I do mediumship? Should I not do mediumship? And I was like, so, you know, resisting it. And it kept getting more and more prevalent. And I remember one day I was leaving my apartment um, and walking down the hallway to get to the elevator. And I literally walked into a dead body. I walked into the, um, like a, mor- a morgue or um, uh, an EMT type people removing a body of a woman who passed away in one of my neighbors, like four apartments down. And I was like, okay, if this isn't a sign that I should be doing this, like, I don't know what is. Like, literally, I walked into body. I'm like, so I need, so that's when I was like, okay, I, I need to start focusing on mediumship and developing my, my spirit communication. And then I did. And then it was like, okay, this was something I was meant to do, but it's funny. Like I, I had resisted it for so long. And I was like, that's definitely not a coincidence that that happened. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you think you resisted it? Cause you just didn't know what it was? I think so. And I think there was an element of fear. I think there was an element of like skepticism, which I think um, is healthy. And I was like, well, is that actually real? Like, can I actually, is spirit really communicating with me? You know? Um, so I think it was a culmination of things. Um, but after that, I was like, okay, I, I signed up for a class after that. And I didn't really look back. Wow. That's so, yeah. that's so cool. I, mm-hmm. I love that because I, I feel like as I've gotten older and as like, of course, I'm sure also living like in California, I think has also opened my eyes up into a lot of stuff and like the woo as everybody calls it. And, you know, um, and also like becoming a mom, I feel like has opened me up in all different ways. Like, it's just so interesting because I've tried to further tap into things like that. And I, now you saying that about like taking classes and things makes me think like, oh, maybe that's the next step for me because I've been yeah. doing a lot like in my own space, but it's like always just so interesting when I hear different people like yourself who are really in it, how you kind of furthered yourself and, and I guess accelerated it to understand it more in your own space. Yes, definitely. And I, I think it's so beneficial, you know, there's only so much you can do on your own, right? At, at, to an extent before you really need to step step into the a classroom setting or working with a mentor or, you know, doing some workshops. Um, it just allows you to see things from a different perspective um, and get some really great experience. And, uh, you know, whether people choose to develop that skill set into a career, that's a totally different story. Um, but just for kind of personal growth, I'm a huge fan of education and taking workshops and personal development. It's, I, I, it's just, I think it's really essential right now. Wow. Okay. So, well, that leads me into like what's going on right now in the world and how it kind of everyone's feeling. I'm sure you've been getting so many messages and all kinds of stuff being that you are so open in your space on social media, but like, I'm sure you've been feeling how the world's been pretty heavy and I know most of us have, and we've all been trying to find these spaces of 
light and feeling good and everything. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, like, what is your perspective of what things are right now? And like, what's, what's going on to you in the world right now? And like, where are things going? Yeah, that's a huge question. Oh yeah. And, (laughs) And you know, it's something I was really curious about when all of this stuff started happening. But for me, I really kind of felt things were a little off even before um, 2020. Like I remember thinking in November, um, December, it things just felt weird. I've always been a huge fan of like, um, I'm a Virgo, so I'm a typical type A. Like I love planning. I love organization. I always have like my yearly planners and I like write stuff out and I even um, host a yearly um, vision planning uh, workshop. And I was like, didn't do any of that this, leading up to 2020. And I was just feeling off. Um, and then of course, now I know what, what with everything happening. And in the beginning of um, COVID early on, I kind of tried to tap into well, what's happening. And the message I got was A, that people aren't really ready to know um, a spiritual perspective on what is ready. Um, because what we were actually going through was this huge cycle of grief. And I felt like it was a disservice for me to kind of start talking about the spiritual meaning behind COVID and what's really going on behind the scenes. I didn't feel like that was a responsible thing to do. So I kind of stepped back and I stopped asking questions and I kind of really didn't have that conversation with my spirit and my, my, my guides and, um, and such. Um, but I, I do believe that collectively we went through a huge and we are still going through a huge kind of cycle of grief because so much as we know has changed. And, you know, there's a lot has been written about the seven stages of grief. Um, and I think, you know, sh- some of those stages can be open to interpretation, but I definitely think that is being played out or was being played out initially with the collective. Um, and, what I also kind of feel like is going on, and I think it's just tied in with this, is it's almost like, you know, a lot of us I'm sure are familiar with our chakras, our chakra system, right? Mm-hmm. So, but there's also kind of a, a collective chakra. And I really feel like we are healing from this kind of global collective first chakra wound, which is really about security. It's about safety. It's about community. So I feel like there's this kind of shadow element that we all are kind of working on on a global level um, with this kind of first chakra wound that's that's kind of going on. Um, but I do feel like we are in a way um, moving through a kind of initiation of sorts. And I think you're going to find more people coming out who out of this with more clarity in finding their own truth, finding their own voices, feeling more kind of rooted in what it is they actually want to be doing with their their life, maybe feeling like they finally have a purpose. So I feel like we were people are slowly kind of going through this metamorphosis of sorts. Um, and it's a really good time to utilize, I think, these energies of what's going on regardless of kind of the the political stuff or, um, you know, also we're, of course, in the presidential year. But it's it's really a year of, I think, what do we want to continue to carry with us? And what 
can we, we, you know, we still have the ability to create really awesome change. So I do feel like this is like an evolutionary um, initiation of sorts. So I would just encourage people to persevere through this um, because I do feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I love that message. And I love that you said like finding your truth and really stepping into like your power and who you are and your voice, because I have felt like that too. Like I've, I definitely at first was, it was very heavy for me and it was very hard, especially being pregnant with my second daughter during yeah. quarantine and during all this was very scary and overwhelming. And I had to like really take a step back and just like really focus on me and my like body and my wellness and my mind and everything and heavily like meditate more than I already was and really tap into myself and really find those places where I felt like more light and safe and everything. But as I've gone through this and as I delivered my daughter, you know, through the pandemic and, you know, gave birth to her when the riots broke out in LA, Mm. you know, all the things I I agree with you. Like I felt this shift within me and I feel like I've been seeing it more and more with others too. It's like people are just kind of using this time now instead of just being stuck at home and, and feeling like, you know, helpless, people are starting to now shift into like, how do I work on me and how do I um, better myself or better what I'm doing and my craft and, or just maybe heal myself or, you know, like, I feel like it's just different for everyone. Definitely. And I think, I think that's a great thing to discover is, is really discovering taking care of yourself again and really making sure your needs are being met and from a way of kind of an empowering place. Um, I think people are really discovering the importance of self-care. I know it's kind of been a buzzword the past, you know, few years, but I think it is really kind of hitting people um, how how important that actually is. Yeah. And I love that you said it was a buzzword because it's so true. Like it's been Mm -hmm. such a buzzword. Well, and I feel like too, I'm sure you do as well, being this is your line of work, but like I feel like I've seen so much of like, you know, spiritual as fuck or, oh, so woo and blah, blah, blah for the last few years. Yeah. Like for the people that are actually practicing it, whatever you want to call it, whatever it is for you, I feel like there's such a difference. And especially now people are like actually doing it and not just like talking about it. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I also feel like it's a time for us to kind of really come back to ourselves and and be present uh and i think that kind of goes back to this kind of idea that i was feeling about the this first chakra wound uh and a lot of times when people um have um, a depleted first chakra they're, they're not present there's this kind of out-of-body experience so i think for, to help people get through this what are things you can do that are going to feel, make you feel supported. That's going to make you feel nourished. That's coming kind of back into your body, back into your being, you know, get outside. Um, you know, I, this is a perfect time to, you know, can't go a lot of places, but you can still like ride your bike or, or walk or get active, you know, move your body. I always say intuition requires energy. So if people, the easiest thing people can do is to m- move their body, you know, cycle, the more energy you have coming in, the easier it is for your intuition to start to flow. So I think there are, there are a lot of things we can do, like you said, with the self-care to help people kind of ease these transitions, whether, whatever they're feeling right now. 
Yeah, I think that's such a great message. I'm curious, what do you do for your own self-care? So I try and keep keep like a mind, body, spirit thing. So I I, I body work has always been great for me. Um, I respond really well to to like stretching and self massage. It used to be like massage therapy, but I haven't gone back to that yet. <laughs> um, so that's something I'll do for myself um, to just kind of nourish my body. Uh, I'll stretch every night before I go to bed. Uh, and oracle cards are a huge thing for me too. And and writing, I love to just kind of reflect. Um, kind of like a messy journaling. I'm not like a, like a structured journaling person, but I'll just kind of, kind of almost like a meditative journal, like tune into my, to higher self, to my, sometimes to my guides. And then I'll just kind of stream of consciousness, kind of write it out. Um, but I, I try not to get too rigid with the spiritual practice because I know I have a tendency to stay rigid with things. So I just kind of flow and, and go with, with different things that come to me. Um, but I definitely try and always make use keep the intention of 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 self care. I truly do. I love that. Well, and when you were saying with the journaling, like how you like kind of just journal and you don't really have structure. It's funny you say that because I try to journal. Like I try every day, but it doesn't happen. Obviously, being a mom of two little ones and busy sure. working and everything, but maybe like every few days as I think about it or something comes to me, and I try to be structured. But sometimes I get frustrated because I feel like. I don't necessarily like want to be structured. And Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious, like when you say just kind of writing things out, like how would you maybe um, explain or guide someone like me who like wants to maybe not feel so rigid in their journaling? Mm. Good question. I think, so I'm going to kind of borrow this analogy from um, what's called automatic writing. Um, So automatic writing is a technique that you people can do to kind of tap into higher guidance and whether connecting with their uh, guides, angels, spirit team, or through their own higher self. And uh, usually the first step to automatic writing is you get comfortable, you have a pen and paper. I don't recommend uh, typing, uh, but you can. But before you start, it's almost like you're just kind of doodling with your pen, like making circles and motions. And that's kind of what I do when I journal. Like I will even just like start doodling or I'll start, I've even written out, like, I don't know what I'm going to write. Like I'm writing that out. Um, And then it's just like, huh. And then stuff will just come to you. So I would start there. Just start doodling. Just start sketching in your pad. Um, You know, maybe just write a simple gratitude list. Um, That's an easy thing we can, we can go do. Usually, you know, I'm grateful for this. Yeah. Um, I do that. Yeah. Like where I kind of started with everything was just writing down like four to five things I was grateful for each day. And especially when the pandemic hit when I was super pregnant and I was having a hard time, I would just write down the things that I was grateful for to keep my mindset when I was having a really hard time. You know, being pregnant during that time was very scary. And I feel so many moms that are listening right now that are so, you know, pregnant during this time because it's like, you, you know, you're worried about your health, you're worried about the hospital rules, you're worried about this, you're worried about that. Like, there's just so many things that are out of your control that like you're used to kind of being able to control that that was one of the hardest things for me was truly relinquishing control during this time because I had no choice and I was pregnant during that time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's a great point you brought up, brought up about the control. And I, I think, yeah, 
just the the gratitude is is an easy, great place to start. Um, And yeah, I, I would, I would start there. And just kind of journal from that and then just kind of see what else you see what comes through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like literally doodle, like just make movements with your pen. Um, and that, that kind of takes you out of that, that mind state of thinking too hard, that kind of drop that, that starts that left, right brain connection. So you're getting into that more of that intuitive space. So you're not overthinking because as soon as we're in our heads, it's like, uh-uh, we're finished. There's, oh, there's, so no, there, there's no insight. We might as well go, you know, close the book and, and call it night. So, <laughs> right, like drawing, so doing true. something. Yeah, so drawing, doodling. Um, even if you're, you know, I used to, um, I know a new um, a professional reader who used to always like do puzzles in the background. Like she was always like, making puzzles. And, and that was to keep her, that left, right brain connection going. So she didn't get stuck in her head too much. So, um, I think, yeah, those are some good places where you can start, but, uh, just don't ever think it. Okay. I like that. That's, that's, that's good, like easy advice. And I feel like sometimes we, especially right now, I feel like so many people, myself included, needs just like easy advice, yeah. like, little things because definitely like, everything seems so daunting to do as is, you know, it's like, okay, if I can just have little things I can do or work on or practice, like that makes it that much for me, at least personally, more doable and feel like I can achieve it versus feeling like I'm trying to conquer this mountain. And I already feel like I'm drowning because of everything going on. Right. And the more we make it like a to-do list, the more we're not going to want to do it. So, you know, yeah, make it easy, keep it simple. Um, and, you know, don't feel like you have to write like an essay, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> a few little sentences or whatever comes to you. Um, but I think, yeah, just, just keep it easy. No, I love that. Well, and so like you were saying, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, like what we're all going through, what do you think for you personally, spiritually, like is coming for 2021? Not obviously like tell me what's going to happen, but you know, like more on a spiritual level, because like you said, there are so many changes happening and I feel like I'm starting to feel a lot of them, the shifts that there are changes happening that we're going into this kind of uh, new type of world from what I've read and gathered and felt in my own spirit and things that I've been getting in my own prayer meditations. Like what do you think in your perspective was going to be coming or changing in, in the next year? I think that there will, it will probably feel for some people like a continuation of 2020. And I, I don't want to be a buzzkill by saying that, <laughs> but, but I, I think that it's probably not going to feel much different initially. Um, and it's because so much we're, we're being called to kind of let go of so much programming of so much things that we thought you know, of how things were. Um, there's really this rebuilding that's happening that I, I think is going to happen. But I really think that you we just have to persevere. And similar to what I was saying earlier, there, there's really no better time to really get to know yourself um, 
and find out what lights you up. Find out like what have you always wanted to do maybe or always wanted to learn that you've just always been putting off. Um, I think that's going to be really beneficial for people to kind of tap into. And I also feel like there's going to be an element going to 20, uh, well, through 2021 of strengthening community and really, you know, there is this isolation for so long, right? Social, social distancing, um, lockdown. So community is going to be even stronger and the need for um, deepening relationships is going to be even stronger too. And I do feel like people are going to finally feel like they're more connected um, physically, even if there is still going to be that distance of, um, I mean, the element of distance. So make sure you, I think, to to find community, whatever that means for you. I think that'll be really essential um, throughout 2021. Is really strengthening that community, strengthening your friends, strengthening your existing relationships. I love that. Well, and, you know, I think that, like you said, you know, oh, hi. I think that, you know, with like strengthening relationships and everything you're saying, like so many of us, I know myself included, have realized like I've always loved my family. I've always missed my parents like there because I'm, you know, on the West Coast, they're on the East Coast. I've always, yeah. you know, known that like that was important, but it's so interesting how much more important it's become since this has all happened and how much like I miss my family more, miss my husband's family and, you know, like just want to spend more time together and all these things. Like that's where I feel like there's been such a blessing and all this that's come out of it. It's like how you were saying with community, I feel like so many of us have either strengthened certain friendships or gotten closer with family or done things we wouldn't have normally, you know, done with family, even virtually that, you know, yeah. when we were just busy, like you said before, of being on the go and on demand and, you know, Uber and everything, mm-hmm. you know, us at the touch of a button. It's like, we've all been put in this like press pause mode. Yes. Yep. It's so interesting. And I, I just love that that was your message because I think that that's a really good takeaway. And that's just a, a really like unknown blessing to so many people that are feeling so heavy right now, but like realizing like there are blessings coming from this. Yeah, there are. And, and we're, you know, we're used to this kind of global structure of operating in a certain way and, and, and you know, with so much being stripped away and our, our world is really being rearranged. So I think, yes, that can be massively scary if, if we choose to really go into that fear place, but it can be an awesome time too to say, hey, like I can do things differently now. Like I have, you know, there's also the opportunity for new freedom um, and kind of really examining and looking at things from a different perspective, kind of outside the box. Um, and without this kind of, rigid kind of view, which I think a lot of us had for uh, so, so often because it was just so um, ingrained in us. Um, but I think now is a perfect time to really unplug from that kind of mass consciousness to really, again, like tap into that heart space um, and, and choose what you, what do you really want to carry forward? What, do you, how do you want to really be? Cause I, I do feel like there is this, we have the opportunity I think for, um, a leveling up initiation of sorts. I love that. I think that's such a great message and such a good place to 
end our show. Thank you so much for being on, Alex. I really like truly appreciate you taking the time and just sharing with us so much and also bringing light to my show and my space and everything because I just know so many that are, you know, going through different things that I've spoken to that are all feeling it. And I feel like you just brought such a nice, you know, clarity, but realness to so much of what's happening and how to look at things and ways to work on yourself and self-care in a real way. So tell us how we can follow you, find you, how we can get your cards, all that good stuff. Uh, well, well, thank you, Ali. It's been a, a real treat. And I'm so it's a pleasure and honor to be here with your audience. Um, but people can find me usually I hang out on Instagram most of the time. And it's at alexlevy underscore intuitive. And you can also find me over on my website at alexlevyonline.com. And the cards are available on Amazon as well as on my site. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Alex. I really appreciate it. Stay well and cheers to next time, guys. Bye.